and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster, here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? You know, I hate Zimbabwe and the government there. Um, do you think I should sign up for their Olympic team? I'm sorry, is, is this on? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if that's what happens, if you, if you can sign up for an Olympic team and represent them if you hate them, uh-huh. I figured I'd just sign up for like whatever country I despise. And, and you know what? I'll sign up for the, uh, you know, the women's hammer throw as a lady and uh, tell them, hey, you know, I fucking hate this country. And by the way, I'm a woman. How about I represent your country in the uh, in the Olympics? So I'm just I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to assume you have some feelings about Gwen Berry. <laughs> Ooh, who now? The U.S. Uh Third place hammer toss. Yeah. So first of all, let's put this in perspective. The hammer throw came into the Olympics in like 1908, right? Officially. But it's one of the oldest Olympic events. It goes back to like the 15th century or whatever. Um, But the U.S. hasn't gotten a medal in the hammer throw in like 50 years. Right. I don't think they've ever gotten a medal. We're not talking gold. We're talking a medal in women's hammer throwing. They rarely have ever had one in men's. And now this woman makes it third, barely third, by the way, on the U.S. of women's Olympic team. And she's going to talk about what she's going to do on the podium. And one of the other girls uh, beat uh, beat her own record. Something like you that. Know, yeah. the first, I think the first place winner actually uh, beat her own record. So that's pretty exciting for her. But, you know, that was eclipsed by this uh, ungrateful fucking turd. Yeah. Um, that is so – the whole point of the Olympics is that is to highlight the, that every nation is best at, you know, whatever sport and for that person to represent that country, not just in that sport, but as, as a citizen. I thought it was to compete, win, be in a Wheaties box and make lots of money. Sure. That, that's probably part of it too. That's what I would do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's pretty disgusting. And she uh, she's obviously a narcissist because you can tell, you know, she's she's it's all about like as soon as that national anthem started playing, she went into her little pout and, um, you know, with her fucking weird makeup and, yeah, and retarded eyelashes. Clown makeup. She had the yeah. she had the full, you know, tarantula eyelashes on and two tone lipstick. And you know, a quick. Aside, it reminds me of we didn't talk about this. There was, and I can't remember how if I should I should have tried to pull this up, but there was a a um, school that had valedictor- valedictorian and there's another I don't know what the other salutatorian salutatorian um, was selected, and, and it turned out it was two black girls, and it turns out that they didn't actually get the GPA in order to have that. Two black young women. Yeah. So what happened was they found out it was two white girls that got that um, distinction. And so instead of saying, oh, we're sorry, we made a mistake or or somebody made a mistake, we're just these girls deserve it. They're going to get it. They decided they're going to have a shared um, ceremony with with both of them as valedictorian and salutatorian. So 
there was a CNN interview with these two young ladies, these these bright young ladies that uh, deserved every bit of the um, accolades that uh, that that position gets you, whatever. except for the part where they had the GPA to get it. Yeah, okay. and and part that when they spoke, they betrayed how fucking stupid they are. So I wish I had the clip, man. This guy interviews him, and one of them looks like she's you know trying to be. Um, you know, a, a a twitch thought. You know, she's got the. Hang on, what is a thought? I keep uh, seeing that it. hoe over there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so oh, she's good. So she's got the the uh, super straightened hair. Uh huh. You know, like super long straightened hair because you know, you know that's not appropriation, but uh, you know Asian culture appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she's got these gigantic. Um, they look like uh, spider leg eyelashes on that are mm-hmm. super curly just like it's almost like they're so heavy that her eye it's hard to keep her eyes open kind of thing like the drag queen kind of eyelashes okay. and then the other girl's just sitting there with this just fucking sour look on her puss just sour and uh um, look on her what on her puss oh okay. it's an old term it's an old english I, term i know i just means, i wondered means, where you were going with that it means your sour look on your face but um on her mug one of my favorite comedians use that uh use that line what uh Kevin Feedy. Boy, we were going on tangents. <laughs> no, it's not Kevin Feedy. Kevin uh, Meany. Kevin Meany. Okay. He was the guy who played Uncle Buck on TV. Okay. And they made a TV show out of it, but he did this whole thing about he'd, he'd talk like his mom once in a while yeah. and be like, You can't talk like that. And he goes, He said, She'd say, What are you doing? Run around with that puss on your face. Stop that. <laughs> well, anyway, so when, when he asked these women, these young ladies to respond, he's like, Well, you know, how do you feel about that? It was all about, well, we was, um, you know, we was. Uh, we was axing if we could share it. It, it was basically <laughs> that. And it was like, it was like you could tell the interviewer was trying to help them out, trying to coach them through it because it was like pulling teeth to get them to give an intelligent response. So the one that looked like the thought she or, you know, the thought in training was just ignorance could be butchering the language, not even know who knows what she was saying. And then finally he had to tell the other one who just sat there just glowering. Um, he goes to her, he goes, um, you know, are you going to, you know, reach out or speak to these, you know, the, the, the one, the girls, she's like, no, you know, cause we deserved it. And they didn't. And it was just, she's just fucking, you could tell she's just spiteful and just, you so, know. so wait, they did just so I'm clear. These two young ladies did not get the GPA that they needed to beat the two white girls, right. but they decided to share it anyway, mm-hmm. and these two are pissed about it. Yeah. Yep. So, we live in clown world, man. We really do. So, um, and then there's the fact that that was on national news, you know, um, taking their side on this, basically saying, oh, look how racist the system is. You got these two incredibly intelligent young ladies that have their, you know, the, a bright future ahead. And they were just um, held down by the system and white girls that, well, you know, that didn't is, deserve it. It is white supremacy. You no, know, math that's is a, racist. Yeah. White supremacy and climate change, that's going to kill right. us all. Um, so back to – that was a, a tangent off of the eyelashes. Yeah, of we had Wonder. lots of tangents there. <laughs> so uh, I've got an article here about it um, from the Think American Thinker, and I like the title. 
America hater, Gwen Berry, shows her disrespect for U.S. flag at Olympic trials. That's, I mean, that's it. And then she tried to go on and, and, and say, no, I don't hate America. You fuck, you certainly do hate America. Well, she hates the anthem and says Well, and then, yeah, her, let's get in the article, maybe they'll bring it up. What, what she tries is, because the anthem that we all know and, 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 you know, know the words to, it does have a missing stanza because that stanza makes no fucking sense. It's got like six of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the one that they're, that she's alluding to, nobody even knows what the fuck it means. So they took it out, which makes sense. Um, so according to the Washington Post, um, Gwen Berry turned away from the American flag and raised a T-shirt over her face and put it on her head like a like a child having a tantrum. As the national anthem played Saturday, minutes after she qualified for the Olympic team, barely uh, at the U.S. track you and field, barely, barely in the trials for Eugene in Eugene, Oregon, Berry has demonstrated on the podium before. I did. That's the first I'm hearing of that. No, she said she was going to do it. But her impromptu protest Saturday came only after what she called a setup by meat officials because it's all about her. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, they played the American anthem was directed at her and saying, hey, fuck you, Barry. <laughs> Here's the anthem. Suck on it. That's exactly what they were thinking. Uh, so, Barry said she had no expectation to protest. Oh, mm-hmm. after she finished third in the hammer throw. That's why she had her activist athlete t-shirt yeah. handy. And, in fact, did not even think the national anthem would be played. Well, why would it? It's just- Well, okay. I will say this in her defense. Um, that everybody says, oh, it's the Olympics. They play it all the time. No, no it was the, the trials. It's the U.S. Olympic trials. Right. They only play the national anthem one time. They do not play it during medal ceremonies. Yeah. They play it at like the closing ceremonies every day, which were supposed to be at 520, but they were delayed. So they started about 15 minutes later. Yeah. And also, even if, even if they did do it on purpose that time, how, why is it for her? Why wasn't it for the girl that beat her record? Maybe they're like, Hey, this is special. Let's play it during, but you know, even if that wasn't the case. So the songs played only once. Okay. This is exactly what you said at night and blah, blah, blah. Not even every medal ceremony. Afterwards, she said an official told her the anthem would be played before she took the podium and posed for pictures. Well, Because so she, it was supposed to be. So she was warned beforehand? Yeah, I don't know. So, okay. Fine. I'm guessing she axed. I feel like it was a sell, Barry said with a burst of laughter. <laughs> I'm just uh, adding my own interpretation. Like I feel like they did that on purpose. And I was pissed, to be honest. What a um, eloquent young lady. I was thinking about what I should do. Eventually, I just stayed there and just swayed. I put my shirt over my head. It, I was, it was real disrespectful. No, you're telling me, yeah, you were disrespectful. I know, because she's saying that they were disrespectful. Yeah. I know they did that on purpose, but it'll be all right. I see what's up. So, here's the thing. This is, and I'm no like psychiatrist or body language expert, but do you remember? Do you remember the thing about the guys at like the '68 or '72 Olympics, the two sprinters that went out there and they did the yeah black power salute? They knew they were going to do it. They got out there and they did it. You know, she was talking a big game about what she was going to do, and I believe the reason they told her the anthem was going to be played before she went out there is because she asked. Because she was thinking, okay, cool. I don't have to do my little dog and pony show while I'm out there. Mm-hmm. And then it happened. And she looks around like, shit, uh, what do I do? Um, she does not have the courage of her convictions. Right. And so now, me thinks she doth protest too much. She can talk all she wants about what she's going to do uh, at the Olympics. But she's not going to meddle, right? 
She's not going to be, nobody cares about women's hammer throw, except women's hammer throwers and their parents. Okay. It's a, it's a nothing Olympic sport. She doesn't have the courage of her convictions or the intelligence to know what she's doing. Look, if they have, protesting. if they have three, if they have three different hammer throw competitions and some U.S. Wim, woman wins all of them by throwing it twice as far as any other woman. Do you know how much, how many people in this country are going to be able to name who it is? Right. Nobody cares about your event. Nobody cares about your bullshit. Nobody cares if you're black, white, purple, whatever. Okay. Stop making an issue out of it. They didn't change how they did a whole anthem at the U.S. Olympic fucking trials to stick it to you, person who no one will remember 15 days from now. Period. And she's got to make it all about her. And it's just, it's narcissism that runs rampant in culture anyway. It's just everybody thinks it's about them. Yeah. I, I don't, I would, I, there was a response that, like I said, she talked about um, how she doesn't hate America and she just hates the the anthem. I don't think it's in this article here. So we'll just talk about it. She doesn't hate America. She just hates everything that America stands for. Because the, and, and the anthem has a stanza that's never played nobody knows it nobody acknowledges it even and that it's part of the a part of the anthem because it's not at this point our anthem is uh what three verses or something like that or, you know it's 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 got a set um meaning to it it doesn't whatever seven stanzas were were left out of it those aren't part of it at this point and the ones that she's uh, alluding to saying that it's racist it does say something about slaves and but it's such a weird um, statement that you just don't even really even know, understand the context or what it means, if it even means America. And it probably doesn't. But she says in, in her response, she's like, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just looking out for my people when she says this. So yeah. who's your people exactly? Well, we know what she's saying. I'm looking, I, I'm, I'm my, I feel that the America disrespects blacks is what she's saying. And that it's all about period me representing black people well wait a minute if you're on the u.s olympic team you're representing the u.s so the co coach or whoever's in charge of putting people on the team should say oh yeah okay well you go and uh and compete wherever you want but you're not going to represent america so here's the stanza no refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave and the star-spangled banner of triumph doth wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave and they're they're um, speculating because they never got and you know he never explained what that meant. But they could be talking about subjects to the crown, too. right? But yeah, exactly. So which is how I'd take it, right? That, I mean, exactly. So um, the fact that it's so kind of um, it's not a good stanza and it doesn't really uh, it doesn't really contribute to the anthem and national anthem. They took it out. Okay, it's done and done. And I'll bet you in the entire country there's maybe a hundred thousand people who even know it exists. Yeah. Well, I've heard it before and I'm like, yeah. And then I forgot about it, quickly forgot about it because it doesn't fucking matter because nobody sings that part or even knows about it. Um, Can you imagine at like sporting events if they had to sing the whole thing, like seven or eight stanzas of it and people would be like, come on, can we just play the damn game? Yeah. So it's just, it's just more of the same, uh, um, um, hating what America stands for and its values and trying to. But she doesn't hate America. Oh, Okay. Uh, trying to gaslight people into into thinking that America is li literally the worst. Well, it literally is. Yeah. It's literally the worst. America's literally Hitler. Literally the worst. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. There's that. 
What do you want to talk about? <laughs> I, I just I'm I'm tired of these. You know, it it would be different if she was Michael Jordan. You know, a black athlete that people are paying attention to. No one knows who she is, and nobody cares what she thinks. You know, just like when people say, "Well, nobody cares what you think." Yeah, cool. I'm fine with that. You don't see me running around going, "Well, somebody should." Yeah. You know. Well, people must listen to us. Of course. Yeah, but. People have their opinions. That's fine. You have them, and then you express them, and you shut well, up. Well, the whole thing about uh, doing a protest to draw attention, worldwide attention to something, know what you're protesting for, one. And and, and two, um, there is a time and a place, and there should be consequences for that to make it meaningful. But she's a coward. Yeah. Look, I'm going to say this straight up. She's a coward because she knows she's not going to win a medal. She knows it. All right? If you asked her to bet 10 bucks, she wouldn't do it. Because she's not, right. she's not. So she's not going to be on the Wheaties box. She's not going to get that endorsement. But you know where she is going to get her money from? Black Lives Matter and um, yeah. these leftist organizations that are supporting her. And the more she makes a name right. for herself for doing this, the more money she'll get from them. But she will. She will never sniff the podium. So no. she gets to talk tough about like what she's. It's like Robert De Niro talking about. Yeah, I just punched Trump in the face. Yeah, yeah sure you would. You're never going to be in the same room. And if you were, I fucking dare you. You're not yeah. going to do it. You think you think she's acting out of, um, you know, um, ethical ideals or, or no. no, it's not. No, this is all about her. Yeah, she's a, she is a, a straight up narcissist. Yeah, so so she can sit here and talk about what she would do, but she's never going to be in a position to do it. And I will go so far to say as if she did win the gold, first black woman to ever win. Well, first woman to ever win a gold in. Uh, women's hammer throw for the u.s she wouldn't do what she says she's going to do she'd put her hand over her heart she'd sit there for the anthem and she'd say you know what i was just i was going to rise above it she'd do something like that but well, she knows she's on, never going to have it to. depends on how much money she's going to make uh for being that voice of the of the minor oppressed minority coward yeah she's a coward they say you're going to get a hundred thousand dollars for 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 drawing attention or be, being uh, being a, a piece of shit. She'll do it. Maybe she'll do it for money. But these but, poor these other two poor girls that that got the first and second, um, the one that beat her on record. You know her her experience there is is smeared by that because here I see this picture of these two girls with their hands over their hearts and one girl's just happy. You know the the first place just happy as can be. She doesn't see over her shoulder this Gwen Berry sulking and being a petulant little bitch. Although one of them did say, "Yeah, she's got a right to do it, and I support her." I know they have to say that. Yeah, I know they have to. At this point, but it's it's ruining their their experience for sure. Well, look, the Olympics are ruined anyway because now they're letting what the uh, one woman into the into the weightlifting. You mean the man into the weightlifting? That's right. Yeah, the ma'am. Yeah, he's gonna. You know, he might not win it outright, but he'll he'll medal. You don't think he'll win it? Outright? I think he's lost before, and he actually snapped his elbow one time trying to trying to lift. So it's, he's fucking stupid. He couldn't win against men because he's a he's he's not anywhere near. Um, competent and, and, uh, and good enough to beat men. So that's why he's against women. But he's so bad that he hasn't actually always beaten the women. Well, did you, you remember we talked about that one guy? Um, sorry, <sighs> woman who now, uh, I know, who now runs uh, track for one of the, I can't remember the university, but was like 119th and that 120th in the men's. So actually, I think it was more than that. It was like breaking a record left and right when he went to women's. Yeah. 
went into women's, took a year off, went into women's, and then just was like number one national champ and everything. Not allowed to run the Olympics. You know why? Testosterone's just a little bit too high. Well, and here's the thing about that that's stupid. It's not all – I hate that whole testosterone thing. It's like it doesn't t- – testosterone's just one, you know, one element of being a man. Yeah. It doesn't – that's not – and and – you know, if you gave a woman a shitload of testosterone, do you think she'd be able to compete with men? No. At the elite levels. It doesn't matter. Testosterone doesn't fucking matter. Well, it matters. I mean, just, to, the, to the degree that they say it is. But if you've, like this weightlifter, I think, who's 35 years old. If you've had 15, 20 years. Well, I, think he's, I think he's in his 40s. Maybe. But if you've had 15, 20 years to train as a man and then you transition, you still have the muscle mass and all that stuff. Yeah. You still, the bone structure. Yeah, just or even for weightlifting, take away all the advantages of the fat, you know fast and slow twitch muscle fibers, the the bone density, the lung capacity, the hearts, all that. Take away that, they still you still have the physical structure in in your um in your hips of a man. Yeah, you know. Well, Florence Griffith Joyner, I think, who's the fastest woman to ever run, has the Olympic record at this point in the hundred meter dash. Um, you know, hyper training and all that. Just blew the competition away back in the 80s. Um, they're like 115 high school seniors, men, who beat her time last year. Mm-hmm. So these guys aren't training like she trained as an right. Olympic athlete, yep. and they beat her time. You know, it's and, not, it, they're not equal. And the fact that women are going are, are putting up with this or are participating in it is just it's sad. It's pathetic. There's a lot of women who aren't. But so. speaking of men pretending to be women, let's talk about in Minneapolis here this uh, activist mob that uh, blocked. Oh, our I thought you were going to mention our governor. Well, I mean, we will. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the, this is an article from Alpha News: left-wing activist mob mob Minneapolis council member the list of demands activist Donald Hooker Jr. DJ Hooker read through a megaphone included. Uh, Mayor Fry's immediate resignation and the city leaving George Floyd Square alone. So Andrea Jenkins, um, who was a Minneapolis City Council member. Is that the trans member? That's the dude, yeah. That's the dude. And he decided to take some style choices from um, another Democrat. There's a black Democrat that shaved her head bald. I can't remember her name. She's one of the squad. Aisha Campbell. No, Aisha. Not Campbell, but whatever. Who who the fuck cares? Uh, One of the squad that's completely bald. And uh, so this this Andrea Jenkins, he used to have like a bunch of dreadlocks. Mm -hmm. um, But now it seems that he's decided he's going to shave his head bald. So you know what he looks like? He looks like the father on Good Times. Dreadlocks with male pattern baldness. Not a good move. Well, I mean, we've got Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Oh, yeah. Lightfoot. Uh, yeah. Mayor of Chicago, I mean, has got the, you know, looks like male pattern baldness. Cause it's got hairline on the top of her head. Yep. Um, but this, yeah, Andre Jenkins looks just like the the dad from uh, Good Times um, with boobs. <laughs> so here's the article. A well-known left-wing activist and a group of protesters recently mobbed a Minneapolis City Council member's car until the elected official agreed to sign a list of demands, including a pledge to support Mayor Jacob Fry's immediate resignation. Donald Hooker Jr., who's known as DJ, left the charge against the council member Sunday night. A Take Back Pride march was coming to an end when the group began to harass Jenkins, a biological male and the first openly transgender African-American quote-unquote woman to be elected to office in the U.S., Hooker recorded a 25-minute-long video of the encounter with Jenkins outside the park, but it was two hours, pretty much, almost, that they had uh, Jenkins blocked. 
Uh, he began to hassle Jenkins about George Floyd Square, which is in Jenkins' ward, saying the council member needs to leave it alone. And then he goes, she blew up at me in my face, then stormed off to this car. So we've been out here for about an hour and a half, and she's been mean. She's been rude, Hooker claimed. She helped support the cops who killed black people and black trans women, he said. Well, you, you I, are blocking the car. I told her, if you're not going to do anything, we're going to have a peaceful protest outside your house. She said she was going to call the motherfucking cops on us for a peaceful fucking protest. The activist produced a piece of paper, like handwritten piece of paper with six demands. The man hooker read each demand through a megaphone while the crowd of protesters cheered. Yay! You mean the crowd of insurrectionists cheered? Terrorists. Yeah, terrorists, insurrectionists, and kidnappers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if it fits the legal definition of kidnapping. Probably not. He demanded that Jenkins agree to pledge support for each item as he read them. Um, so the demands <laughs> should have given him the Nancy Pelosi clap this one. Yeah. They call for the creation of a community police accountability, accountability commission, which means nothing. Yeah. Dropping all charges against all 646 protesters and other protesters for 2020. Well, that's going to happen regardless. Who cares? Yeah. That's true. Uh, publicizing information on the Winston Smith shooting. I don't give a shit. I already forgot who that is. Supporting the resignation of mayor. Fry, racist. Yeah. And leaving George Floyd square alone. When the council member agreed to support Fry's resignation, activists forced Jenkins to repeat the entire sentence. I said it three times, Jenkins said. This is ridiculous. Say the whole sentence. I want Jacob Fry to resign, Hooker shouted at Jenkins. People closed in on the car, and another protester said, People have died on Fry's watch. That's ridiculous. Jenkins complied, and cheers and claps ensued. And, uh, you know, it was beautiful. They're going to make a movie out of it, probably. Maybe a Disney movie. Um, it's got to start with uh, Jenkins' parents dying, though. That's the only way that you can make it. Yeah, business. Jenkins also faced cr criticism when the last demand was read. So don't do my job is what you're saying, Jenkins said, referring to the autonomous zone at George Floyd Square. Hooker accused Jenkins of reframing the question. Do not deflect the question, he said. Um, I was elected to represent that neighborhood. What you're asking me to do is not do my job, Jenkins said. A woman in the driver's seat of Jenkins' car then began to engage with the protesters. Immediately, she was harassed by someone who yelled, We are not asking no more, white lady. We demanding at this point. We aren't asking. We're done asking. Fucking shit. We're demanding it now. So why don't you just sit back in your little seat and do your job and drive? They're almost as bad as me. Just added fucking shit at the end to make a point. <laughs> little white lady, drive Miss Daisy. And shut the fuck up. Fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> fucking shit. I actually enunciated that too well, too, didn't I? Fucking oh, I shit. Should have been fucking shit. All right. But then there were white people uh, participating in this, as always. Um, this appeared to put Jenkins over the edge, prompting the council member to sign the list of demands. Uh, yeah. So, you know, under duress, she signed that. Or here I am, using their language. Under duress, he signed that. And, uh, and they think that's that's a, a bind that's binding, and that if he fails to go through with any of that, then oh shit, the hypocrisy! Oh, terrible, terrible, terrible! This is a ridiculous story from start to finish. I know it is, and it's a, it's an example of the left eating their own. But here's the thing: I, that's what they'll do. And I'd laugh and say, you know, whatever. But they're still not done eating us. So if they would turn their attention to their own. I'd be like, all right, good. We're fucking done. But no, they're still, these motherfuckers are still trying to, they're eating everything in sight. They're like locusts. The difference is though, I've said this many times, that when you fight back, they look for an easier meal. So when they come after you, the 
the conservatives that haven't moved on and just left the area. The ones that are left are the ones who go, hey, you want to fight? I'll give you a fight. And they're not ready for that. So they go and they go after Andrea Jenkins. You know, and she's sitting there going, I'm on your side. I'm on your side. That's true. I I can't picture him right now. So because Just I think hear, of the father from good times. Because I hear John Amos. Yeah. <laughs> because I hear um because I hear Andrea. Andrea. Yeah, and it makes you want to say that, but that's that's calculated too. So Yeah, I I get it. Um, do you want to do a couple of questions from yes, the street? Yes, let's thousand? do it. You know, people have been clamoring to bring that back, you know. Really? Yeah. Oh, clamoring. Clamoring. That's the word I'd use. I can hear it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I can so hear gonna, the clamor. I'm going to randomly open the book. I think we've been marking them off. We're early. Oh, not really. But I'm sure we're pretty far into this book by now, right? You were marking them off at one point. All right. Um, what, Brewster, what do you not take seriously enough? Anything you say. <laughs> Yeah. Mm, what do I not take seriously enough? Well, it depends on your perspective. Of, of what's – what's okay, what do you not take seriously enough that you think you probably should? Because here's the thing. I don't take things seriously that don't deserve to be taken seriously. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I don't take my health seriously enough, probably. I don't eat well enough. I don't know if that counts as like – it's not like you're shoving cake down your mug all the time. I'm, I eat pretty bad. I, I'm one of those guys that's very, very influenceable by by uh, no. advertising. So when I'm driving and I see billboards for food, I'm like, God damn, that burger looks good. No. And then you... I go and stop and shove that burger down my throat. Okay. Well, I'm not familiar with you doing that. The only thing I'm – when you say you eat bad, I think of, you know, you'll eat like smoked deer testicles or something <laughs> like that. I have yet to eat testicles. <laughs> That doesn't so. surprise me. <laughs> it does surprise me, actually. So, um, no, I, I I don't take it seriously enough. I I I should be. Yeah, but I don't think you're like up, oh, Shaw. I'll get plenty of rest from dead. Wow, yeah. shove another burger down your yeah, throat. Yeah, I guess that is a difficult like to answer how they think or how it's framed. I guess I would like to take. You know, the somebody asked me the other day. I was talking to some kid that I coach, and he's like, "What scares you the most?" I'm like. Heights and the IRS. Ah. And this dad sitting down next to me just busts out laughing. He goes, no shit. Mm-hmm. That's good, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't I don't know. I don't think there's anything I – well, uh, my wife's angry. I don't take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, have you ever, Rooster, dated two people at the same time? No, because one is hard enough. Yeah, same here. No way. Well, not because it's hard, because it's immoral. Well, I, when you're just dating, I don't – like when you start sleeping together, yeah, that's different. But, I mean, if you're single and you're just going out to sort of meet people and get to know them. Yeah, and I guess. I don't think – so, let me put it this way. If you were single and you went out on a couple of dates with somebody and you're like, yeah, I'm kind of interested. I'd like to see him again. That, to me, doesn't preclude you from doing the same thing with other people because, you know, that's like – that's not even a relationship. It's like two dates you went on. If you start sleeping with somebody, that's a little different. Hmm. I think the part where another person – sorry, another sane, reasonable person would think you're in a relationship is when you're sort of doing the two-timing thing. Yeah. And most people can't. There's something I don't take seriously. Someone who thinks that uh, you're in a relationship after two dates. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you should take that way more seriously. And women who celebrate their birthday for a month. Okay? Yeah. I don't take that seriously. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's my birthday month. No, it's not. No, it's not. Have you ever- Unless your mom was in labor for 30 days. Yes. <laughs> have you ever snuck in somewhere you shouldn't have been? If so, where? <laughs> Many times. Yeah. I'm trying to think of off the top of my head. I have, obviously. I've, well, I mean, you've done the theater thing back in the day when you're younger. No, I didn't it. do that. You go in, you pay for a ticket to a, a, a show, and then when you come out of that show, you go into another one. No, never did that. Did that. Um, Construction sites, lots yeah. of Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, abandoned houses for sure. Yep. I've done that. Like, you know, scary. You know, you do the whole scary haunted house thing and you bring people Snuck in. into a couple of uh, stadiums after hours just yeah. to see them. Yeah. Uh, I snuck into like one of those corn mazes once. That was kind of cool. Oh, like in really? the middle of the night when it was like super creepy and quiet and got spooked and, and got out of there. And as soon as we got out of there, the owners must have showed up with their truck and a dog. Wow. And let the dog loose. We were already out of there like, shit. I'm glad it didn't stick around. What, what if it was somebody's house- at night while they were sleeping to take pictures of them sleeping just to be cute. Does that count as like somewhere you're not supposed to be? Um, I mean, did you feel like you should be there? Well, I mean, it depends. Okay. Because if you felt – it's your truth. <laughs> so, if you felt like you just, you needed to be there, then you needed to be there. Well, I guess no then. I... Oh, here we go. This is a great one. What dish or food usually served hot um, but you think is better cold? Chocolate chip cookies. You like them cold? You don't like them fresh out of the oven? Or no, you? I don't like that gooey chocolate chip oh. stuff. So when we go to Sweet Martha's at the State Fair. Yeah, you're a psychopath. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Only a psychopath would not like okay. fresh chocolate chip cookies out of the oven. I didn't say I don't like them. It's just not how I prefer to eat them. So one of my, uh, one of my um, you know, weird delights is taking a can of Chef Boyardee, the spaghetti and meatballs, popping it open and just eating it cold. I think it's better than when you heat it up. It's like runny when you when you heat it up, but when, you, when it's cold, it's kind of thick, kind of coagulated, and it's something about it just tastes great. I really, I really like. If they, if I can't get the uh, spaghetti and meatballs, the chef party, I like the um, the um, spaghettios, no, no, spaghettios no, with the sliced no. franks. No, I like cold those. spaghettios. I like those. Be. Now those aren't coagulated. Those are like runny cold too. So that's why I like the spaghetti better because it's thicker when it's cold. Let or- me put it this way. If I was abducted by terrorists and they said there was something they had to get out of me and I knew that if I told them many, many people would die and they said, I'm going to cut off your fingers one at a time, I'd be like, I think I can do this. If they said, we're going to feed you cold SpaghettiOs, I'd be like, I'll tell you whatever you want. Even with little sliced up Franks. It might be different, but. Yeah, it gives a little texture, you know. Cold SpaghettiOs. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll bring them next time and I'll eat them while we're, while we're doing That's the show. That's fine. You can eat them. Okay. It's not like it grosses me out watching you eat it. Just, yeah, no more than the thought of it does. Ugh. <laughs> right. Um, so, can we talk a little about this New York City election? Sure, I don't know much about it other than they have screwed the pooch. Uh, well, no. See, they got it right. Oh, did they? Those test ballots they used just uh, kind of fortified it somehow? Yeah, so I had this uh, – Raven sent me this thing on it, and I got to find it now. Um, I had it up. Uh, anyway, so basically the main candidate for this um, – I think it's uh, Adams is his last name – can't remember his first name. Is it Eric? And he's like pro, like police, right? He's a uh, he's a lefty, but he's pro cop. He's basically saying, "Look, we can't have any more of this silliness. We gotta, we can't say defund the police. We're gonna, 
we're going to have real problems if we keep doing that. So he's saying you're going to have to do something about that. Well, so he basically wins, and he wins it going away. Uh, not even close. And then the next morning, I come out and go, oh, hold on a minute. And he says, uh, well, this is ridiculous. Yeah, you can't take this away from me. You I want You can't just this. do this. You know, this is this is nuts. So they start calling a Trumpy guy. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're just like Trump, Trump, oh, Trump, Trump. Great. I'm like, oh, my That's good, God. though. I'm glad they did that. Yeah, it's crazy. He uh, He basically gets attacked by the left for being – for questioning the, the election, uh, election yeah. results. Even though he's right. Yes. I mean, he's right that, that the fact that they're not uh, certifying that he won because of these extra ballots that were put in. Yeah. And so then they find out something about like there are some test ballots or something and uh, they ran a thousand test, ba- test ballots through and those got counted in. And so here we are. I think it's a week later. And they still don't know who's won this. It, and so now people are calling out the um, the New York Board of Elections, saying it's hyper partisan, and uh, you know this has got to be stopped. We can't have any more of this. I just think it's funny. Their first reaction when he questions it is to say, "Oh, you're Trump. You're Trump. Insurrection time." Yeah. And New York City is it's as about as lefty as you get, and it's going to. Uh, it's going to go to whoever the Democrats put up there uh, because I think Curtis Sliwa was the Republican guy. Do you know – you remember who Curtis Sliwa is? No. He, you remember the Guardian Angels? Oh, yeah. Back in the 19th. Yep. He was the guy who started the Guardian okay. Angels. So uh, wore the red berets and everything like that. He's He won the Republican nomination. He's got no shot. But anyway, so I, I want to say it's Eric Adams. He's going to wind up being – the next mayor here eventually. But the idea that the city can't get its shit together and uh, count the guy that they can't uh, revise vote count shows Eric Adams ahead in New York city. So this is from, uh, so this is yeah, today anyway. So he's going to wind up winning and the, and the progressives are going to go ape shit because he's going to try and bring back all the cops and everything. So it says uh, Eric Adams filed a lawsuit on Wednesday, this is dated the 30th of of June, seeking to reserve his right to have a judge review the ballots in the Democratic primary for mayor. Uh, The lawsuit, which is filed filed in Kings County Supreme Court, preserves the campaign's rights to challenge the results once they're official. So see, if you challenge the results, you're you're, – Yeah, you're Trump. Yeah. I, because nobody nobody's done that before, so nobody nobody before Trump has ever challenged results of an election. It, would it be weird to call him a Trumpian? Because that just seems so. It seems like a dumb Trumpster. Yeah, there, that's better. So here we'll see if this one lets me. CBS News: uh, Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams holds a slim lead in the New York City Democratic mayor, mayor oh, slim. election, but this was eight hours ago. He has a two-point edge over former sanitation commissioner Catherine Garcia. Uh, The latest round of incomplete and unofficial election results. Now, the other thing they're doing here is they do ranked choice voting, which is absolutely stupid. And I may have this slightly wrong, but when you do ranked choice voting, you pick your top five. 
Yeah, ranked choices are and it's a fucking like disaster. If your if your top choice doesn't win, that vote gets kicked down to your next one or something. So I heard it described. I was listening to the. Um, I don't know if you've listened to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton taking over for Rush. They're pretty good. But they said it. They quoted someone saying it allows the losers to pick the winners. So that's another reason why they can't count this. And here's uh, in the article, why'd they tally the votes twice? It's from CBS News. Wednesday's release came after a chaotic 24 hours when the New York City Board of Elections released results that have accidentally included tens of thousands of test ballots. Why don't we just say over 100,000 mm-hmm. um, in the results? And then hours later, pulled those results from their website and said more results would be released Wednesday. Now, here's my question. Why would the test ballots skew it so much one way? You know, yeah, because if they're test ballots, they should just have a random if if back you and forth, do a hundred like, test ballots and there's five candidates, why yeah. wouldn't you just have twenty? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. So, um, this comes from uh, Frederick Humane and Secretary Miguel Calimo said this is the Board of Elections president. Yesterday's ranked choice voting reporting error was an unaccept was unacceptable, and we apologize to the voters. And to the campaigns for the confusion. Let us be clear. Ranked choice voting was not the problem. Rather, a human error that could have been avoided. We have implemented another layer of review and quality control before publishing information going forward. So, in other words, they say, we're not fixing the fuck-ups. We're just, we're deciding when we're going to tell you. Yeah. And then it says, are these all the ballots? No. The official results released on Wednesday are ranked choice voting tabulations from votes cast on primary day and during early in-person voting. They do not include approximately 125,000 absentee ballots. On July 6th, the Board of Elections is expected to include the ballots and rerun the ranked choice voting tabulations on those votes. So they won't know for another week who the mayor of the most populous city in the entire country is. Yeah, but we're pro- we've been primed for this because it's been getting this way over the last how many elections now? Where where they're saying we're not going to know for like a month. This is bullshit. Yeah, they're 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 priming the populace so that they can pull pull shit like the uh, you know the uh, whatever hiding whatever fucking hinky shit they've done, and people for people not to not worry about it and go well I'm going to forget about this. You know, because we're not going to know for another month. I'm just going to I'm just going to forget about it until, until they tell us who won. And then in the meantime, these people are behind the scenes fucking scrambling to cover up their bullshit. Well, it, look, people say, you know, it, this is sort of what happens and so it's got to be. And we can't go back to paper ballots because that's stupid. No, that's how most countries run their elections. Yeah. Show up, show ID, prove that you're allowed to vote, vote on a paper ballot so they can't be manipulated. And we count them, and here we go. And I realize saying this is one of the pet peeves I have of people in Canada saying, "Well, Canada does healthcare." Yeah, Canada is thirty-five million people. We're ten times the size, you know. So I understand the argument could be used against me the same way. Going, well, Canada's paper ballots, and they have a whole lot. Sure, they have a whole lot fewer to count, but it's still not that hard. You yeah. know, you just you have a, a standardized system in place, and you and. That's the way it works. I know. I realize they say, well, every state has its own way. Yeah. But if one way works really well, the other states should adopt it. Let me put it this way. If you were withdrawing a million dollars from the bank, let's say you had it and you said, I'd like my million dollars in cash. The bank doesn't have that much money there. So whatever. Let's just, would you, if they said, would you like us to count it out in front of you or can we just put in a bag for you? You'd be like, no, I'd like to be here when you count it out. 
Mm-hmm. Are we supposed to on our elections just go, you know, I trust you. Yeah. No, I don't trust any of them. And people can say, well, you wouldn't have a problem with Republicans. Did. Yeah, I would. I want. Yeah, I, I actually want people to to feel that that these are fair and not feel like they've been shorted or shifted or you know or sh- what's the another s s a shifted shifted yeah whatever shorted I, shifted, I don't want yeah I want, you want integrity you want people to believe in the integrity of the election even if they lose well and this goes back to what we've said about principles your principles shouldn't change based on what happens well it's more pragmatic on my on my side when I say that though because you know if at this point after all the bullshit if we could if we could uh, win by cheating fuck it sure but the um the thing is i i you don't want people to feel that yeah that's what happened you want them to go you know i guess it was on the up and up and we just lost let's just work harder and then that's fine but if you got people that are just angry that it was like we are right now that it was fucking stolen um you know what, what good comes of that i don't trust people placed into powerful positions i don't care what well, you they're- shouldn't I don't care what their background is or their beliefs. I just don't trust them. So when somebody says, you know, well, why is it a big deal if it works for you? Which is what the Democrats are doing now. They're like, why, is it, why isn't it okay if we do this? You know, it's, it's for a good reason. It's virtuous, so we can do it. Because even if it fell to my side and favored me, I'd be like, when, the, when it switches around, they can just use it again. Right. You know, I don't. I don't want government having this much say over what we do. And to I think any any half awake observer, all of this is just hinky as hell. You know, why can't we have an election in a city of what's New York, uh, 30 million people or something like that, probably half of which don't even show up to vote. We can't count that stuff in 2 days. No, because we complicate it with rank choice voting and absentee ballots and I'm not saying you shouldn't be able to cast it, cast an absentee ballot, but how about you have it in by voting day? And if it's not there, you just say, eh, well, too bad. Yeah. You didn't get it in on time. Yep. So, but that's just me. Yeah, we can go into a, a lot more about voting and um, how it shouldn't be easy. <laughs> well, did you hear the Supreme Court just uh, just supported Arizona's new voting laws? Yeah. S- uh, six to three. Right. So... And that right now the uh, left is leaning on. I think it's Breyer. I think he's the. I think he's one of the uh, minority judges, uh, Democrats. They're um, they're leaning on him to resign because then the court will be four four. Because when the court is full, everything they they uh, decide on is precedent. So like now this six three will be precedent. Yeah. If he wasn't there and it was 6-2, it doesn't go down as precedent. It's, hmm. of course, not full. So, that's more of the snaky shit. Yeah, that's pretty snaky. So, I just I, – I didn't see who it was who um, who voted how. I heard Alito wrote the opinion, but – Well, what's going to happen is we're going to go through all this. These, these, um, these laws are being made or being fortified, these election laws, in case we have another situation like the pandemic – and to make it so we can't have what happened because obviously fraud fucked up a lot of it. How dare you, yeah. sir? And they're trying to make sure that that can't happen again. But what's going to happen is we'll get another sub fucking emergency that'll come up another, maybe another variant COVID variant. Um, 
and uh, and they'll they'll reinstate a whole new thing, emergency dealy for for making voting easier to get the people in power, you know, to stay in power. Well, I heard the Delta variant is much more contagious. You mean the India variant? And, and affects children. Oh. Wow. And then I heard a doctor on TV say, "Yeah, but let's talk about hospitalizations." Yes. People just aren't getting hospitalized. And they they'd call the UK variant. Um, even though it didn't originate in the UK, a UK variant, the UK variant, but the India variant can't say that. I don't know if is it's that a Delta the, variant. Is that where the Delta yeah. came from? India. That's the one. That's because India is all freaked out because it's so it's like spreading so quickly there. That's mm-hmm. the it's the India variant. But you can't say that. And then I just saw it's not commercial. And there was I was watching YouTube and in between they had the commercials and there was one where they had the spoken word thing happening where they mm-hmm. show the words on the TV and then the person speaking it and they have that that fucking annoying spoken word cadence yeah where it's like it's not doesn't you don't speak like a natural human being you have all these like weird breaths in between um, so you speak sort of like lewis farrakhan yeah so um but it was like about how uh i don't even know where I, how i came to this tangent but anyways it turns out oh it turns out that it was um talking about you got to the end and they started showing pictures of asians and i go oh i, said, I don't even know what this is fucking about but i can guess now that they're showing pictures of asians that it's uh, stop being stop being discriminatory towards Asians, you white assholes, by calling it the China virus. That's pretty much what it was. Like like as if that's even a fucking thing at this point. Yeah. And they're running commercials on that, saying you know Asians are being targeted unfairly. It's like it's not from people calling the virus the Wu flu or the China virus. Who f- it? Do we do we we know who's attacking Asians? We know. Really? Just like we know who's attacking Jewish men in in uh, in New York City. We do. And women. We do. We're not going to get back into it because it's black men <laughs> that are doing it. We're not going to get into it, but <laughs> well, I, we can get into the whole thing about it. But but that's what it is. So well, but it's it, it's beyond that. It's black men with criminal records. Yeah. Stop pointing the finger at me. Yeah, a Trump supporter who calls it the Wu flu. I didn't cause black men to attack Asians. Fuck you. But it's not just. I mean, you say black men. It's not just black men going about their business. No, every their black man in America has attacked an oh, Asian okay. yeah, at okay. least once in their life. Well, I wasn't going to go there because <laughs> I don't agree with you. You have to disavow. Yeah, disavow. No, that no, was a I joke. Don't even, I don't even have to disavow a point as ridiculous as that. No. But no, like that. That one guy, the video from a month or so ago, the black guy who just walked up and sucker punched an elderly Asian woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been arrested like thirty times. Well, and let's let's talk. We're, I they didn't even plan on bringing this up, but we have to. Um, and I can't can't believe I didn't remember this. The uh, cop that was shot in uh, uh, Dayton or uh, Daytona, Florida, mm-hmm. by the black nationalist shot in the head. So he was, and he got, and he fled to Georgia and was found in an NFAC encampment. So three acre property owned by the NFAC. If you don't remember what the NFAC was, it's the Not Fucking Around Coalition. By, by uh, started by Grandmaster Jay, isn't it uh, the we're trying not to shoot ourselves in formation coalition? We're really fucking stupid with guns, yeah. <laughs> and we end up shooting each other all the time. Figure on the trigger, pop out. Yeah. So this these this black nationalist group, this separatist group, this anti white racist group, um, have have uh, gotten these people, these guys riled up so much to think that uh, the whites are out to get them. That this black guy that was part of the, their group was sitting in a parking lot in Daytona. Someone called in about a suspicious guy. This police officer shows up, young guy, shows up, shines his light on him. Um, this, this asshole, I don't even know his name, opens the door and he's like, 
what you want, that kind of thing. He's like, hey, we just um, investing a report of suspicious activity. You know, what and what do you know? Oh, and he starts standing up. He's like, no, just 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 sit. You know, being super. You know, hey, just sit, just sit. Guy gets up, scuffles with him, shoots him in the head. This cop was way too nice to begin with. You know, these cops at this point, this guy's acting hinky, uh, suspicious, belligerent. You expect a cop to go, let me see your fucking hands right now. Yeah, but think about it. And uh, I have some friends who are cops. Hopefully, one of them we can get on the show here. Um, Take that same interaction. The guy gets out of the car. You start to scuffle with him a little. He produces a gun and you shoot him. Even if you're found to be justifiably shooting him, your life's over. Right. And that's what these cops, these are, are like that split second, second guessing. They're, they're putting their lives more in danger mm-hmm. because they're afraid of the consequences, which is exactly what these fucking pieces of shit want because it gives them more opportunity to do what he just did. Because yeah. normally this wouldn't happen. This, this piece of shit, gold teeth, dreadlocks with sour look on his puss. You're just saying that because that's what I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so he shoots him, he flees to, to Georgia and um, gets caught in a treehouse on the NFAC compound with flashbangs, had the guy's cuffs, had the officer's cuffs on him, um, and a bunch of ammunition and, and, and guns. Um, but, 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 according, bad, uh, but according to our, um, uh, was it um, Merrick Garland? Yeah. According to Merrick Garland, um, the number one violent threat in America is white nationalism. Well, that's because white nationalism... Uh, made him shoot that cop. And according to the feds, the feds are, you know, they're, they're going after white nationalists, especially like the white nationalists that, uh, that insurrectionists at the Capitol in the sixth. Oh, the know? ones that murdered like a hundred cops. And the, and the, uh, the 69 year old grandmothers that were, were let in by uh, a Capitol police officer holding the door for her. So she could walk right in and take a selfie. She was arrested. Yeah. So, you know, like, so, so the white nationalists are producing 69 or 70 year old grandmothers who are strolling into the, um, the rotunda to take a selfie. Fucking holy shit. That's, that's, that's a, that's a deadly threat right there. But on the other hand, this guy, you know, you're not going to hear much about this in the news. Yeah. Where they're, they're, they're making this happen by the, this constant, constant, um, you know, racism against whites is what it is right now. Every, every Netflix movie coming out that we see, you know, I, I'm seeing um, something about the the um, oh Karen the new movie coming out, and I don't know if it's Netflix, but one of the streaming services has a new movie coming out called Karen. It's about an evil white woman. When black people move in the neighborhood, she makes their life hell, and then you know probably going to trying to murder them. So they can't have enough real news items of white people attacking black people. It's just not happening. That's why you see all these uh, f- um, you know f- uh, fake hate hate crimes happening left and right. Um, there's just not enough to prove. What Merrick Garland saying that the whites are such a threat in America that they have to make this, this, um, these movies and these documentaries or whatever about something that happened you know forty years ago and um, talk about how how you know these these white people were targeting black people and they still are even though there's no proof of it but they're they're keeping that in the zeitgeist in the in the mind of fresh in the mind of people so that they feel like yeah it's happening every day yeah it's disgusting. I- I don't know. I I wish they would sort of make the logical – follow the logical uh, path here to – you know, they say in the schools, public schools, there's white, uh, white supremacy and all that. Well, who's running those schools? Democrats. Yeah. Who's running the country right now? Democrats. You know? I mean, the people in power are people who are supposedly on your side – and for the most part, white, 
but the white nationalism, it's got nothing to do with them. It's got something to do with everybody else. And then the, the thing is, they call white nationalist anybody who supported Trump's considered a white nationalist at this point. Um, and, and any legitimate wh- white supremacist, more than likely, they're working for the feds anyway. <laughs> well, know? in the Andrea Jenkins thing, I think part of the thing you left out was that uh, DJ Hooker, the guy who was filming this whole thing. The activist. Yeah, he was called a white supremacist. By Andrew Jenkins. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Everybody can be. And then the legit white supremacists are just feds that are trying to uh, entrap um, regular people. Is yeah. what it turns out most of the time. Uh, talk about, uh, you talk about teachers and what they're doing in Minnesota here. Teachers signed a pledge vowing to continue teaching critical race theory. Uh, it aims to create a coalition of teachers who vow to teach about how, quote, the major institutions and systems of our country are deeply infected with anti-blackness. So when, because they're. They're seeing what's happening in, uh, what was it, Texas, uh, how in Florida, how they're saying you can't teach critical race theory. And they're trying in Minnesota here. They're trying to, well, we, we got to preempt this. We got They're well, going to they're going to ban it here and we're going to we're going to keep teaching it. You can do that all you want until they stop funding your schools because it, you don't have as many kids there. It gained almost 5000 signatures across the nation. OK, so it's not just Minnesota. So the pledge is called Pledge to Teach the Truth Despite New States Bills Against It. That's the name of the, the pledge. Uh, so yeah, okay. This it's attached att- attracted the signature of about eighty Minnesota teachers. Um, find out who these teachers are, and get your kids out of these schools and these classes because yeah. they are poisoning your kids. And I'm not talking just white kids; every race, every Asian, Black, um, Native American, Hispanic. Get your kids out of these schools because they're teaching poison. Look, if you are a person of color and you're supporting critical race theory, just understand that critical race theory assumes that you are stupid. Yeah. That it you're says, a permanent victim. It says you can't vote without, you know, white people helping you. You can't live without white people helping you. You can't do anything unless white people tell you it's okay. You can't succeed unless white people support you. It's racist as hell. And if you are a person of color, you have to just, you have to disavow that stuff. Because it's not meant to help you. It's meant to use you to keep white liberals in power. Yeah. yeah that's all it is. They're, it's they're they're using they're using um, different communities and just using them against each other. It's it's a divide and conquer uh, tactic that it's typical Marxism. It's what it is, and if the elites will will be in control of everything, and everybody else will be too too busy, you know, fighting each other to come against these elites. That's what it. That's how. That's what it is. Well, it's that that uh, analogy of the ants in the jar. Hmm. Fifty black ants and fifty red ants in a jar. They don't have a problem with each other until someone shakes the jar and then they attack each other because the other one's seen as the other. Mm-hmm. Well, the point is, don't worry about what color the ants are. Worry about who's shaking the jar. Well, I think I brought this up too. the crab bucket. Yeah. Where they don't put lids on them because any crab that tries to get up and gets towards the top, the other crabs pull them back down because <laughs> they're like, no, no, no. You, you, you want to get out? No, not unless we get out. Or do you think they're trying to use them to climb up? Didn't even think of that. <laughs> and they're just not good at it. <laughs> kind of dumb. Like, come here, climb up on George. I'm not holding on yet. <laughs> Dummy. Yeah, that probably that probably is it. It could be. But the analogy is better where it's like they they just can't stand to see somebody rise above and they're just gonna pull them back down into the mess and squalor with see, them. See, you are assuming the worst in crabs. You're a crabist. That's what you are. I am. Um, but lobsters, on the other hand, according to Jordan Peterson. Made for life? No, so, so, so they're like uh so, or human society, lobsters. You have to study them. Because they're a lot like us. That's a that's a whole meme with. I don't think that's what he said. I know, but (laughs) um, I just had two quick things with Joe Biden. All right, his whole thing about 
uh, if you're gonna, he's trying to say that you mean the Nation Whisperer? Yeah, the second Second Amendment is obsolete. Yeah. You know. Because you don't need that many bullets and blah, blah, blah. He brings it the, into deer the, hunting. The blood, and, of, the blood of liberty and all that stuff. Yeah. Same. The tree of the tree of knowledge. All that. <laughs> yeah. The, that, that whole thing. That Benjamin Franklin chopped down. <laughs> you know, the thing. Alexander Hamilton's axe. Uh, but he, um, he said, if you're going to take on a government, you know, you need F-15s and nukes. Mm-hmm. Well, explain Vietnam to me. Explain, Afghanistan. Uh, yeah. Afghanistan. The Taliban. Explain basically every revolution that's ever happened post nineteen fifty, or just just any insurgent group. How how hard it is to get rid of them to yeah. stop them. So he's an idiot. Yeah, of course he's always been an idiot about guns. Always he says the fucking stupidest shit about guns and, and doesn't get called out. He says the stupidest shit. Period about about racking shotguns and shooting shots off in the air and going for the leg and all kinds of dumb fucking shit. Yeah, um, but I I think I brought this up before. And I'm more and more convinced every day that, and as much as I don't like conspiracy theories, I'm totally in on this one, that he made Kamala Harris his vice president to end her fucking career. It's camel face, you bigot. He, they are giving her all of the shit jobs and now they're just hanging her out to dry. There was just an article, I can't remember uh, who published it, it was just today about how basically everybody who works for her hates her. How could you, yeah. And you think- as much control as the – well, not control, but as sycophantic as the uh, uh, mainstream media is with the White House, you think that article gets out if they're not willing to just hang around? Right. The media asked, asked uh, Biden what uh, what scoop ice cream he's eating and, yeah. they, and then they applaud when he tells them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you don't think these sycophants would, would write a glowing uh, article about Kamala if, uh, you know – if they didn't want it's him to. It's you racist. <laughs> I was waiting for that. But so she had her, we mentioned this before, she had her interview with Lester Holt and she's like, well, no, I haven't been to the border. I haven't been to Europe and blah, blah, blah. And she does her, <laughs> and he looks at her and goes, so, so why haven't you been there? Mm-hmm. If the White House steps in and goes, hey, kid gloves, Lester. He's for access purposes. He's not going to push her like that. Yeah. So I think. I think they don't like her, and nope. I think it goes back to her trying to submarine him in the debate, calling him a racist. Yeah, and it's not even Biden. He doesn't remember. It's his wife, Dr. Yeah. Jill Biden. Maybe. She's probably holding a grudge. I th- Do you know she's a doctor? Doctor. Doctor. Yeah, I mean, she should be Surgeon General. Yeah, She's exactly. that good. Because she's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's about it. If you want to get in contact with us, it's rooster at Bread and Circus's podcast. Podcast. Did I say podcast? You said podcast. Well, I didn't, I didn't even say it's an email, but so, people can figure that it's out. It's a weird sort of podcast.com or crow at bread and circuses podcast.com. But let's face it, you're never going to email crow. No. And if you did, he'd be like, fuck off. Yeah. But you, you can also get in touch with us on our Facebook page at bread and circuses podcast. See you. Bye.